All right, good morning. Um, just, just one more time, I wanted to take a moment to introduce Dr. Pointer to you. Uh, many of you may not know him, because uh, we had him, brought him in uh, last winter, late last winter, and had him speak to us, um, and did a fantastic job, and we're excited to have him back. Um, Dr. Pointer, they've got a lot of things that are going on over at Minneapolis Central, and uh, we're very excited to hear about uh, what he has to share with us, to hear about some of those ministries as well. Uh, but it's great to have a partnership with the Minneapolis Central Church of Christ. It's, it's been amazing. We always feel incredibly welcome when we come over uh, and when we interact with anybody uh, from, from your congregation. Um, now, one cool thing I want you to know is uh, Dr. Pointer will actually be preaching at his home congregation after this service. So we evidently start early enough, and they have a long enough song service, it may be a combination of the two, uh, that he's going to be able to make it back. So if you really like what you hear, you can just follow him right back on over to Minneapolis Central and hear him preach again. He said he wasn't preaching the same thing, so he's got a lot to talk about. So uh, we, we don't want to take any more time. So Dr. Pointer, if you want to come up and share with us a good word. All right. Good to be here on today. Uh, good to see uh, your elders, uh, whom we've been fellowshipping with, and your preachers, whom I know very well. And we thank God for the opportunity to come and to share a portion of God's divine word. Uh, now, we, I noticed that y'all put me at the very end to make sure we get out on time. I'm very, very clever. My church does the same thing. But uh, at my church, that don't mean a thing. We have a starting time. We don't have no ending time. But we try to get out by one, so praise God. Uh, real quickly, due to the immensity of the message and the brevity of time, and due to the gravity and the gravitas of the message, I want to expeditiously run into our message for tonight. Today, rather. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men could not put Humpty Dumpty back together again. I'm glad I'm not in the world of Humpty Dumpty. I don't want to be in a world when, when I fall apart, they can't put me back together again. But I serve a God that when I fall apart, he specializes in putting us back together again. He specializes in, uh, in the cosmos. And so if he can handle all of the cosmos and hold that in the palm of his hand, surely he can hold my current situation in my hand, amen, in his hand. If you have your Bibles, let's look at my text. Uh, and I'm almost done. I'm going to give you my text. I want to talk about the context, uh, give you a proof text to back up my context. And I'm gone. I'm out. We're done. Okay, then we've done my job. Let me give it to you again. There's the text, right? Then there's the context. Then there's the proof text to back up your context and your text. And then you close it out. You got that? Okay, y'all don't look like you got it. Preach pointer, I think I will. That was good preaching. You have to know good preaching when you hear it. All right, real quickly, uh, in, in, in John, the fourth chapter, and I just want to read two verses. I don't want to be long. Um, the Bible says, he left Judea and departed again into Galilee, and he must needs go through Samaria. I want to use from this particular pericope of text, stuck in Samaria, stuck in 
Samaria. When you go back and look at the historicity of this text, in John chapter 1, the Bible says, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was God, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And as we talk about the isness of God, then in chapter 2, Jesus shows up at a wedding, and they ran out of wine. And you remember that the mother of Jesus initiated the miracle. She said that they're out of wine and came to Jesus with a problem and said, uh, whatever he says, just do it. And so Jesus comes along and, 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 and comes along at the right time and tells all the men to fill up the water pots full of water and bring them back. Now, in customary times, they would start with good drinks and then water them down later on. But this time, Jesus said, take the water pots and give them to the king. The question is, bring them here. The question is, when did the water turn into wine? would be the theological conundrum. Uh, and let me, can I suggest to you that the theological conundrum is the fact that when you put whatever you have in Jesus' hands, he could turn anything. And so what happens when they took the water pots and put them in Jesus' hand, the water turned into wine. I wish I had someone in the New Bible country here. But, but he turned into wine, and then the, the Bible said, the king said, but I don't understand, you saved the best for last. That's, that's unnatural. And I come by to tell you, no matter how, what age you are, no matter where you are in life, when you give your life to Jesus, when you turn your situation and give it to God, God can make your latter years better than your beginning years. And then in chapter 3, the Bible said there came a ruler at night named Nicodemus that came to Jesus by night and said, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher that come from God. For nobody can do these miracles that thou doest except God to be with him. And Jesus said, except you be born of the water and of the spirit, ye cannot see the kingdom of God. And what's so interesting, they drop down to verse 16. I don't have time. I don't have time for a apologetic lesson. But in chapter verse 16, they'll say, uh, Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, a lot of people get all upset because they didn't say baptism in that verse. Well, could I suggest to you another uh, religious uh, uh, conundrum that he didn't have to mention baptism in verse 16 because he already mentioned it in verse 3 and 5. He said, except the man be on the water and of the spirit, he cannot see or enter the kingdom of God. He already put it to rest. So when he got down to verse 16, he didn't have to say, for God so loved the world that you have to be baptized again. He already said baptism in verse 3 and 5. Hello? And then that brings me to my text. I got to say my own amen today. I forgot where I was. I even preached pointer. <laughs> Well, we, we had Jordan over a few weeks ago. I was out of town. I'm always out of town. But I, uh, Jordan came over, and I think he got too many amens. He, he loved this. Man, he was good. Uh, it's on Facebook. Go look at it. He did a great job. Uh, when I came back, I got to tell him who I was to get my job back. He did a great job. <laughs> great job. But, but look at verse 3 and 4. Then he goes on to say at this time, now we have, uh, he left Judea and departed again to the Galilee. And, and what you have here is you have uh, religious hatred. Uh, you have uh, racial prejudice, and you have moral outcast. And you also have uh, genderness going on in this text. But notice in the verse, Jesus says that he must go through Samaria. Now, interestingly enough, geographically, you'll notice that Galilee was in the northern part of the country. Samaria was in the middle part of the country. And then, of course, Judea was at the bottom part of the country. And when they traveled, they would go the long way just so they wouldn't have to go through Samaria. They didn't want to deal with Samaria. But Jesus said, I must go through Samaria. So Jesus is saying, no matter what's going on in our agenda, we're going through Samaria. 
because I need to go there because somebody is stuck in Samaria. I need to go by there because somebody needs my divine touch in Samaria. And, and don't you know that was divine destiny coming together to bring God glory? He said, he said I must go through Samaria. And, and because there was a woman at the well, I'll tell the story because I don't want to read it. I, I'll start preaching too long. But, but there's a woman at the well that, that was there. And, and normally the women didn't go, didn't go to the well during the day. There was when the evening when the sun was not as hot and it was cooler. And so she's sitting there at the well getting water. The disciples decided to go get uh, meat and groceries, whatever. And here's Jesus at the well of the day. And when Jesus shows up at the well, here's another theological conundrum. He ain't got no cup. <laughs> now, how are you going to go get some water and you ain't got no cup? But with Jesus, he's trying to tell you, I don't need a cup. I, I didn't come really for this. I really come because somebody's stuck. I've come to Samaria because you're stuck. Aren't you glad God specializes in stuckness? And a lot of us, we're stuck. We're stuck because we lost our job. We're stuck because our car got repossessed. We're stuck because somebody, a relationship didn't work out. We're stuck because our children won't act right. We're stuck because our grandchildren won't, the millennials won't do what we say they need to do. We're stuck. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to throw that in you. But we're stuck. And it's hard when you're stuck because it's hard to get unstuck. Anybody been stuck before? You know what I mean by stuck? You just you go through the routine, but you're not going anywhere because you're stuck. Life got you stuck. Let me give you an illustration. In, in Georgia, uh, they have Georgia clay. And I don't know if you've been, you've been in Minnesota all your life. Okay, okay. So, but in Georgia, they have Georgia clay. And, and if you ever get stuck in Georgia clay, uh, the more you gun it, the deeper you get. Okay, I know you Minnesota people. Bruce, you, you know what I'm saying, Bruce? Help me out, Bruce. You know what I'm saying, Bruce? All right, Bruce is shaking his head. He, got, he understands. Okay, so, so, so what happens is you can't get out of the clay unless you get a tow truck. So a tow truck comes and pulls you out. Now, if you put a weak chain on a strong tow truck, no matter how strong the tow truck is, your, your link, your chain will break. It's not that the truck can't pull you out, but you have to have a strong enough link to get you out of the mud. It's not that you can't get unstuck. But you have to, your faith has to be strong enough where God can pull you out of your muddy situation. And so get back to my text, because that was a good story. Y'all didn't get it. Okay, so that was good preaching there. Y'all missed that. So back to my text. So, so, so this woman is stuck. How do I know she's stuck? Because she goes back and forth with Jesus. Now notice this is the longest conversation you'll find in the Bible about with Jesus. And it's with a Samaritan woman. Oh, y'all ain't going to have me preach this thing. And then she, he uses this woman to learn about worship. Why does Jesus use this woman of Samaria to teach us about? He said, God is spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Then he comes back. Check this out. Then he, then he goes through all this dialogue. And then he, he tells him, look, look at the verse. Let me read it to you because y'all ain't going to get it if I don't read it to y'all. Y'all looking at me funny here. Let me, let me read it to you. I'm almost done. Look, look at this verse right here. You're going to like this. And, and, and before I get to this verse. A lot of us are still stuck. And not only can we get stuck, but our churches can get stuck. Our church, I don't know why the Spirit gave it. Our church can get stuck. And let me just tell you something. And, and I know you don't have this problem in Minnesota. But, but I know where I, where I was just in uh, Texas and I was just in Nashville. People go from church to church. Listen, listen, listen. There's no perfect church. Oh, I'm, I know what I'm doing now. I'm cooking now. I'm marinating. I'm letting it settle in. Let me cook, all right? There's no perfect church. Listen, listen. You could travel all over the world. I tell my members all the time. 
Go find the perfect church. Call me when you find it. And when you find it, I want to talk to the leadership because I'm going to tell them they just messed up. Nobody's perfect. There is no perfect church. Every church has. You know why the church is not perfect? Because we're not perfect. You got problems. And if you got problems, you come to church. Guess what? Now the church got problems. Y'all ain't going to have me preach this thing. So there is, there are no perfect church. So the best thing to do is work through your situations. And let God bless you because families are messy, but so are churches. Okay, now I'm ready for my verse. Y'all are mad, so I can go to my next verse now. All right, look at this part right here. Look at this part right here. I love this part. Um, verse 16, I got to move on. And then if you go, verse 11 will tell you he didn't have nothing to draw from if you want to know where I got that from. Verse 16, the Bible says, and Jesus saith unto her, go call thy husband and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said, in other words, you got that right. Because the one you got now ain't yours. And what he's saying is that you, you, you've, had several, you've had several relationships. You've had five. Now you're shacking up. So, so Jesus now had to come to Samaria because there's a woman that's stuck. Let me make this point. I'm going to close it out. Now, what's so interesting about this text, let me give you the, 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 the theological conundrum of this text, is that many people, preachers, have preached this text like this was a loose woman. Can I suggest to you it's not a loose woman? Let me try it again. Many preachers have preached this text like she was a loose woman. But according to the text and the context, she was not. Actually, she was a victim. Let me help you. Oh, this is good. Y'all are, oh, y'all are quiet. This is good. All right. I like when folk get quiet. Um, so, so what happens is back then, the women didn't have any rights. They couldn't decide who they were going to marry. The male did. So the men would marry them, find reasons to divorce them, and get another one. So she's just standing there until someone asks them, marries them, takes them, she goes, obeying. Then they get rid of her. Next one comes, they obey her. She goes ahead. So y'all ain't going to preach this thing. So it's not that the woman was loose. They're in a male-dominant society. Amen. And let me just say this while I'm, I'm already in the doghouse. Let me go ahead and bark while I'm out there. Maybe, maybe the old days may not have been so bad after all. Maybe selecting our mates might have been so bad after all. Because a lot of us aren't doing a good job. So maybe, maybe, because the parents looked after legacy and who are your people? What kind of job do they have? What kind of reputation do they have? What kind of credit do they have? What kind of job, career do they have? Hello, my daughters know don't bring me nobody who don't have no career. <laughs> my, my daughters know, and we got five of them, don't bring me somebody who don't have everything you have. Y'all missed that. So if you have a car, guess what they got to have? <laughs> if you go to work, guess what they got to do? <laughs> you got your place, guess what they ought to have? Y'all are going to preach this thing. And I told them the, the day I come and, and I see them in a gas station and they're pumping the gas and paying for it. And he's in, this, in the driver's passenger seat with the seat way back with the music on. We're done. <laughs> I got sidetracked. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
But I had to tell y'all about that. My church kids, they, they know how I am about it. My, my girls know how I am. I got guys that want to date my wife, my, my daughter, and, and they ain't got no job. I said, you can forget it. You got to have a career. Don't just go get a job and try to date her. You have a career. Where are you going with that job? Okay, all right. So then, back to my text. So you don't have any husband. So the conundrum is that the male decided what the woman did. And Jesus knew this woman was stuck. Aren't you glad God specializes in our stuckness? And so Jesus says, we're not going to bypass Samaria this time. No, ma'am, no, sir. We're not going to go the long way. We're going to shortcut because I got destiny. I got divine destiny that's going to happen right there in Samaria. I got to get this woman unstuck. She's been neglected. She's been rejected. She's been abused. And I'm going to go by and unstuck her because she needs Jesus. And a lot of people in our nation, our world, our churches, they need Jesus. As I close, because my time is gone. Um, let me give you a story. I like a story. You like a story? And y'all know the end of the story. Jesus gets with them and they talk about women and she says, come see a man. You know, she, now, don't get mad because that's all she ever knew was men. Right? So she goes to the next city and says, come see Jesus. They want to see a man. So I was traveling one day. Maybe y'all can't relate to this. I'm a, I'm a preacher on a preacher's salary. Y'all catch that on the way home. And uh, I was going to a meeting in Louisville. And, and, and so I didn't carry any cash on me. So I went to... Um, I got to the, to the hotel, nice hotel, downtown, the, the Gala, Gaunt, something like that in, in Louisville. Y'all might know what it is. So I pulled up, and, and so sure enough, the, the bellmen, all the doormen, all the people walk out. They saw my car. They come flying out. And I didn't have any money. And I, it's, it's a man thing. Y'all hang with It's a man thing. I don't like to, you know what I'm saying, right? I, I, don't, want, I don't want someone carrying my bags if I ain't got no money. Oh, y'all don't care? Oh, it's a man thing with me, okay? Y'all don't care. Carry my bag. No, no, I don't do that. I, I, I like to tip the guy. You know, that's how I am. I want to be at it. Here you go, man. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. Don't you? All right, so, so, so I pull up, but I got no money. And the guy goes to sell my bag. I I got it. I got this. I really don't. So I got my bags. Ooh, I'm struggling. I've been, I'll be there a whole week. I'm there from Sunday all the way to Friday. That's what they, we used to do old meetings years ago. I just came from meetings the whole week. What I wore me out. So anyway, back, in fact, I was in Louisville. So anyway, so I went from Sunday to Friday. So this is uh, Sunday, Saturday. And I'm struggling to get my bags. <sighs> the doorman comes this time. The first guy was, I don't know what he was, but the next time the doorman, oh, parking guy. The next guy comes the doorman. Let me help you. <sighs> no, I got this. I got this. <laughs> I'm all on the breath. <sighs> So I get inside the door. Luckily, the doors open automatically, and I'm struggling. And then inside, there was a guy inside trying, to, oh, let me help you. I said, ah, ah. I got this. It's a man thing. I ain't got no money. I carry my own bags. So I got to the gate. I mean, the door, the, the desk. When I got to the desk, the, the lady said, uh, ding, 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 ding. I said, oh, what are you doing that for? I, I'm, I'm going to get you some help. No, I don't want I don't need any help. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. Lady says, I don't need any help. Well, what's your name? I told her my name. And they said, you're Dr. Pointer? said, yeah. They said, well, well all, all of your room board and, and gratuity. I said, roll it back again. Roll it back again. <laughs> R- roll what you just said again. You know, I'm, I'm, I like my vernacity and my verbosity and my vernacular. So roll that back again. And would you say this? Try that again. Your room, your board, and gratuity. I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean I'm struggling with these bags? And my gratuity is already paid for? 
Y'all missed the point here. I come, I, I said, you know what I did? Ding, 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 ding. Listen, a lot of us are carrying bags, and Jesus had already paid for it on Calvary. A lot of us are carrying struggles. We're carrying burdens. We're carrying things that weigh us down because of past mistakes, and we think we haven't been forgiven. But you don't have to carry baggage anymore. That's why Jesus died on the cross, that we might have a right to the tree of life. That's why he died. That's why he was buried. That's why he rose up early one Sunday. Oh, I forgot about it. I'm almost at home. Early one Sunday morning. I apologize. I was getting around. I was getting a rare form. I was getting around. About to put my leg up, ride up, and get going. Stuck in Samaria, and what happened when she when she got stuck? She has what the young folk would call. She had a current situation. Okay, work with me. A current situation. We got a current what? Situation. Situation. It's complicated. Whenever young folk or old people can't describe something or they're in a relationship that turns into a situationship, they say it's complicated. Ain't that something? And then they have to learn to feel some kind of way. And that's what happened in my text. We have a current, it's, and I'm feeling some kind of way. God bless you.